0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is Friday, April 21st, 2023, Anno Domini. Today's top headline, the Nashville Tranafesto, the leaks have begun. Next, New York City hotels are being used for homeless migrants. Let's dig into that. And finally, oh, just a little story, not a big deal, but the former chief of the CIA just admitted that the agency was involved in censoring the Hunter Biden Laptop. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. 1013, police say 28-year-old Audrey Hale shot their way into Covenant Presbyterian School, took six lives, three children, three adults, shot up police vehicles from a second-story window, then was killed by officers. Police say the shooting was carefully planned. We have some writings that we're going over uh, that uh, pertain to this day, the actual incident. We have a map drawn out of how this was all going to take place. Uh, there's right now a theory of that's that we may be able to talk about later, but it's not confirmed. The Tranifesto. Well, folks, it looks like the leaks have begun on the Tranifesto itself. What's happening? Where are we with this? You got a member of Congress right now, Tennessee Representative Tim Burchett, who has admitted that the FBI is behind the delay on this manifesto. And I've told you guys before, the FBI is gonna do anything they can to prevent the release of the tranifesto. And the reason being is they don't want this getting out. Keep in mind, last night we already got at least a readout of the 13-page manifesto that was left by the Louisville shooter. You remember him, he was a left-wing Redditor. And when his anti-Trump left-wing posts were found, Reddit suspended his account. He went into a bank in Louisville and shot everybody up. And it turns out that one of the main reasons that he went into that bank and shot everyone up was because he had an anti-gun motive. An anti-gun motive. Isn't that interesting? And you got to understand, folks, with situations like this, the logic is irrational. the, The logic is deranged. The logic is insane. You're talking about disassociated thoughts. But you also have to understand that the actions they're doing make sense to them. And it has resonance with them. They think they're doing the right thing because of their actions in furtherance of what they want, a revolution. And so in the case of Louisville, we now know he wanted the government to take action against guns and to ban guns. Specifically, it seems the AR-15. In this case, Audrey Hale, what did she do? And we have to say it because apparently no one else is going to even go there. She targeted Christian children. Christian children are being targeted for mass execution by trans militants. That happened. You live in a country where that happened. You live in a country where not only did that happen, but when it happened, the president of the United States said we need to make sure that the trans community is okay through this. Do you remember our devout catholic president saying anything about the christian community? Saying anything about I stand with just one tweet. I stand with the the christian community in the wake of this senseless tragedy. No. Because again, it's the friend enemy distinction that we are ruled by now. The friend enemy distinction. If you don't get that, you don't understand what time it is. But listen to this. From the postmillennial, Metro Nashville Council member Courtney Johnston stated that according to her sources, the document, the Tranifesto, was a blueprint on total destruction. Adding that, quote, it was so, so detailed at the level of what Hale had planned. She also cautioned against releasing it to the world, noting that while some parts should be made available, the document in its entirety in the wrong person's hands would be astronomically dangerous, astronomically dangerous. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what would be astronomically dangerous. Now we know that for, from a tactical perspective, all right, that there were detailed plans to attack this school. One of the reasons That Audrey Hale said she had focused on this school in particular wasn't just because that it was Christian, but it was also because she knew that it didn't have a high level of physical security, didn't have armed security specifically. So she knew she'd get away with it in some sense. She laid out specifics of the physical details of the school, the physical layout of the school. Well, unfortunately, um, we already know that. We already know the physical security details of the school because we've seen all of the body cam footage from the police officers, a lot of the CCTV footage. Uh, for all the authorities that were involved in this, from the actual shooting itself, I should say, the response to the shooting and what the police officers did, plus the fact that the authorities gave us so much access and were so transparent about it with everything other than this manifesto. I think it's commendable. I think it's very commendable. And I think they did the right thing in releasing all the information that they did that has been released thus far. We need to see this manifesto. We need it. And look, Ted Kaczynski's manifesto came out, was published as a book. This thing, you're going to tell me that it's too dangerous, astronomically dangerous? I don't think so. Because number one, we already know the physical layout of the school. It's on those videos. Anyone can see it. Number two, that's all dated information because hopefully, And I don't know if the school has decided to continue to keep going there or if they're going to be changing facilities, et cetera. But any of those security features better have been changed by now because, you know, it didn't work. And so any data, any information that's in this document is now dated. But there's another part of it that we know is going to come out because we can infer. We can infer. Sorry, fact checkers. We do that around here. We know what she wanted to do. We, she wanted to kill Christians because she views Christians and the status quo, the moral order, natural order, as something that must be eradicated. And I'm telling you, we can infer that she was doing this in response to the law in Tennessee. She was directly targeting children because the transgender movement views that their children have been targeted. So it becomes simple. You mess with our kids, we kill yours. Folks, and as I was just saying, every single day on this show, we hear a story about somebody who is the victim of a violent crime. Now, some of you think you may be ready to defend yourselves against evil when you're confronted with it, but probably you're not. And the only way it's possible is if you train and train often, both inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, along with gas, getting to the range isn't as easy or affordable as it used to be. Thankfully, there's a better way to train with your firearm in the comfort and privacy of your own home. It's called the iTarget Pro system. This revolutionary system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and so much more. Even better, it costs less than a day at the range. Right now, you can save 10% plus free shipping on iTarget Pro, with promo code POSO, when you go to iTarget Pro, just download the iTarget app, you load the laser bullet into your firearm and start training. I've got one. I love it. iTarget comes in most calibers from 9 millimeter to two two three. so you can train with almost any firearm. I have found iTarget to be the easiest and most cost-effective way to train, and it pays for itself in a single day. That's why I like it so much. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, iTargetpro.com, promo code POSO a peaceful stretch of Northern Boulevard here in Bayside, Queens, and New York City Council member Vicky Paladino meeting with a couple of her newest residents. But they won't be living in houses or apartments here. Instead, this hotel, the Anchor Inn. It's one of three in Queens, suddenly receiving hundreds more migrants at a hefty cost. Paladino says the owner of this hotel will be making $300,000 per month. It's a cash machine. So they literally we go from zero dollars to becoming multi-millionaires overnight on your tax dollar and mine. The national government has turned its back on New York City. Mayor Eric Adams more adamant than ever today about the astronomical price tag of the crisis here in the city, 4.2 billion dollars to date. So I'm seeing this out of the New York Post and I'm 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 looking at myself going, this is this is a joke, right? There's some kind of joke story. This isn't a real story. This is, it is, it, but April 1st was 20 days ago. So something tells me that maybe this isn't a joke story. Maybe this is an actual real story. Three more Queens hotel sites being used as sanctuary shelters to house migrants. Excuse me. Look at this. The city's Department of Homeless Services has rewar- awarded a total of nearly $17 million in new contracts to two, quote, social service providers to manage a pair of two new migrant shelters, the Ramada Wyndham uh, out in Jamaica, Queens, and the other is the former Marriott Courtyard near Grand Central Parkway and LaGuardia Airport. Meanwhile, Queen City Councilwoman Vicki Palladino said she received less than 8 hours notice from local officials that anchor in on Northern Boulevard and Bayside, that's her district, has been converted into another emergency migrant shelter. Now, Mayor Adams, the city's tap to care and house for the avalanche of these migrants flooding into the Bay Apple since spring, spring of 2022, so a full year at this point, it could hit $4.3 billion by the end of next year. 4.3 4.3 billion on the city. And I'm not even talking about, I'm not, this is a 4.3 billion. That's not being spent on New Yorkers. That's not being spent on New York's homeless problem. That's not going to be spent on New York crime. That's not going to be sent on, spent on city services for the people in New York. It's going to be spent on foreigners. It's going to be spent on homeless foreigners Going to stay in hotels in your city by your airport, the airport that's not getting fixed up, the subways that aren't getting fixed up, the streets that aren't getting fixed up, the crime that nobody's doing anything about. And you're being swamped by illegal immigrants. This is what happens to New York. City. Explain this to me how New York City could ever become a a place like this. They're not going through the immigration process. They're not going through any of these processes. Let me look at this. As of April 16th, more than 55,000 people illegally crossed the Mexico-U.S. border and then claimed asylum and have been processed and provided by New York City City Services. I'm checking these numbers. It's 55,000 across the U.S.-Mexico border that have now gone into New York City. 55,000 across the border in one year would be wrong, but no, 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 that would be too many. We're not just saying 55,000. We're saying just 55,000 to New York. That doesn't even count all the other cities that are going on, all the other states, another more than, and more than 34,600, 34,000 people are currently being cared for by the city of New York. That's the size of the town that I'm from outside Philly, was about 35,000. There is now 103 emergency shelters and another eight, quote, humanitarian emergency response and relief centers just for illegal immigrants. 100, 111, 111 shelters for illegal immigrants in New York City. This is what Mayor Adams is doing and AOC completely supports it. Completely supports it. She says, joking aside, this is setting the stage for major potential harm when disaster hits, and no one knows the agencies. We just had flash floods. We were mobilizing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, she's talking about the blue checks, and Councilwoman Paladino just responds about the eight bucks, the fact that we're we're spending hundreds of thousands on drag queens. I'm reporting money thing, The city's budget is $104 billion. We pour money into things that no rational human would agree if given a choice to. And yet AOC, keep in mind, she is the representative of the Bronx and Queens. I don't see if there's her uh, specific district includes LaGuardia, but she's right there. This is what they're doing. And it's billions of dollars. It's millions and billions of dollars. And you say, listen to this, though. This is the grift this is how they're making money off of this because it's your taxpayer dollars that are going and listen to it. The Neighborhood Association for Intracultural Affairs just received a $4.5 million contract from DHS to operate the sanctuary center at the former Ramada Windham in Jamaica. Do you get it folks? It's a grift. Not only are the cartels making money off the migrants themselves, from muling them across the border and then raping all the women and kids that they're there with. No, 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 no. Now the city is getting in on this, these little organizations, DHS, the federal government, it's become a grift because now the taxpayer money is going to these organizations. Then those organizations are able to get paid. They're going to make sure 10% goes to the big guy, 10% goes to whatever politician is supporting the program, and the thing becomes a self-licking ice cream cone. While all in the middle, your taxpayer dollars are going into their pockets. Your taxpayer dollars are going to fund the free flow of illegal immigrants breaking the law, coming into our country. And then from a humanitarian perspective, the absolute horrific, nightmarish evil that is conducted to these kids and these women coming across the border is also being subsidized by you. So do you feel that? Do you understand that? Your taxpayer dollars are going to support all of this. It's a massive grift. Michelle Malkin wrote a great book about this called Border Inc. or Open Border Inc., You need to understand this. And this is also something where I'm just going to have to say, Catholic charities plays a huge, huge role in this. There are so many problems with the church. There's so much corruption that does need to be called out. And Catholic charities and their specific policies when it comes to illegal immigration and their facilitation of all of this are horrendous. They are one of the worst offenders. And as a Catholic... If I do not call them out personally, then I'm not being a good Catholic because I've got to call out my own side when it counts. We're going to turn now to new developments in the congressional probe into Hunter Biden's business dealings. According to House Republicans, they're saying that former CIA Deputy Director Mike Morrell gave them new information about the origins of a letter from 50 former intelligence officials concerning Hunter Biden's laptop. That statement, you'll recall, was published in October of 2020, and it suggested possible Russian involvement in hacking the laptop's contents. Oh, okay, so the former head of the CIA was behind censoring the Biden laptop, the Hunter Biden laptop, in October of 2020. Okay, no, that's fine. That's good. No, that's great. You know what? I love it because, and by the way, a little bit surprised to see CNN, excuse me, uh, CBS talking about this. CBS. It's interesting. You don't usually see that going on. So what's really happening here? Is the regime planning to finally take out Joe Biden and his family? You could see that. We know that they're going to be meeting with Hunter Biden and federal investigators and lawyers next week. Could be something there. I don't know. But what's interesting to see is you got to look at the tea leaves. It's not just about what's being reported. It's about who's reporting it. And the fact is, and I'll I'll just say it. When, When we had dinner with President Trump a couple of weeks ago, he said to us, scandals only really seem to take off when they get covered by both sides. That's true. That's just the country we live in now. The regime doesn't, when you see independent media reporting something, you know that, well, you could say, you know that for the most part, it's true. But when you see regime media reporting something, now, you know, something is moving behind the scenes. And I think that's what he was getting at. So we've got this from the post-millennial, but also we have it from CBS, that former CIA chief, former head of the CIA, just testified under oath that the Biden campaign and Tony Blinken, the clerk, Victoria Newland's clerk, asked him to orchestrate the letter from 50 intel officials falsely claiming the Hunter Biden emails were Russian disinformation. If you remember, if you watch my debate with destiny from last weekend down in Austin, he stated to me over and over and over that because these people were outside of the FBI at the time or the national security state, that it didn't matter. And he also stated that just because the FBI reached out to Yoel Roth at Twitter and told him that a hack operation was coming, targeting Hunter Biden, and that's why, and he admitted this in his FEC testimony, that's why he centered the Hunter Biden laptop. And Destiny tried all the tricks he had, every trick in his bag, to prevent me from being able to make that point. But unfortunately for him... I had the receipts. I read them to him on stage. I even slapped down Hunter Biden's laptop. Now we find out a couple of weeks later that it turns out that the CIA also had a role in this because of course they did. And so what you need to understand, what you need to understand with this story is that we're looking at multiple pieces of an operation, an operation being run by the leaders of the national security state, and they'll play this game and say, oh, they were the former leaders. They weren't the leaders at the time. They were the leaders that had come out. They were this leader, that leader, this one, in, out. It's a revolving door. It's the same people over and over and over. And in fact, some of the people at Twitter that were pushing back on the use of Hamilton 68, which is one of these other Russian disinformation trackers, guess where they work now? Well, they're not working for Elon. They're not working at Twitter. They're in The Biden administration, working directly for the Biden White House. So do you get it? Do you see what's going on? They're working hand in glove because they knew that if Biden got in, that their guys got in, that was their way to retake over the White House and to begin their new takeover of the federal government that they didn't have under the Trump administration. You're talking about an operation. And the more we talk about this and then, of course, it got so bad that destiny, of course, was saying, well, what about what about anything else? You don't understand. The Hunter Biden laptop story is the key. It is the key that picks the lock. Why? Because without that story and you saw this in the polls, you saw this in poll tracking. People came out and asked the question afterwards. Would you have changed your vote? If you knew that the Hunter Biden laptop was true when President Biden at the time, Joe Biden was up there on stage with Donald Trump, who was president. And Trump brought it up and Biden said, that's disinformation. That's Russian disinformation. And 50 Intel officers agree with me. That's the reason they did that, by the way. It was for the debate. Twitter, the Twitter side of it, that was icing on the cake, icing on the cake, because it didn't matter that the story stood Up. All that mattered was that it got him through Election Day, just like the Benghazi lies in 2012 when Barack Obama lied about what Benghazi was, just like the lies about Russia in 2016 and the Steele dossier. So the Steele dossier was supposed to be one of these. Okay, I can explain that very quickly for you. So the Steele dossier was supposed to be one of these situations because the Steele dossier was never supposed to stand up to scrutiny. The Steele dossier wasn't even supposed to ever be publicized. And Ben Smith of BuzzFeed News, formerly BuzzFeed News, which just went out of business, has admitted that he knew that it wasn't true when he published it, but he didn't publish it before the fact. He published it after the election. I think uh, something like about a month after the election or, or excuse me, a month uh, before the inauguration. It was early January. It's early January. So, so Ben Smith published it, he knew it wasn't fake because he knew it wasn't real, it wasn't verified, it didn't matter because it was supposed to be a backgrounder for news agencies to start reporting on this to say, oh, there's, there's these issues with Trump and Russia. But then Trump got elected, Trump won, and suddenly that got kicked into actual investigations and then all the information about the spying on the Trump campaign, everything else came out, but it was never supposed to go past the election. The same way these operations are supposed to work, it's only with media, it's a political hit, and then it goes away. And it's as simple as that. That's why the Steele dossier never stood up anywhere. It was never supposed to. They never were supposed to have somebody go in. And so now you're looking at this. You have to understand. Did the national security agencies in this country that I used to work for Do they actually do anything other conspire against the American people? It's a great question, folks. It's been an incredible week. It's been a wonderful time being here with you, sharing all these stories. One of the stories this week that really stuck with me, and I know it stuck with a lot of people, was this case out of North Carolina, the white family, William, his daughter, Kinsley, uh, the mother there who had been shot by this crazy psychopath that lived uh, down the street from them. Well what's great for us is that we've been able to reach out to the family uh i spoke with the sister briefly over text and she did confirm that they have a gofundme set up gofundme.com now i'm not the biggest fan of gofundme and i know you guys aren't either but this is what the family has set up this is the verified fundraiser so we're going to put the link for this in the description we're going to put it out for the episodes Please go and support this family. They're not getting the millions and millions of dollars that some of these other families are. They're not getting a bunch of money out there. I've seen a lot of people have been, um, have been supporting it since you put it out in the first place. Please continue to go and support this family. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to be ashore. I want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the Poso Daily Brief. It is completely free. It'll be one email that's sent to you every day. You can stop the endless scrolling, trying to find out what's going on in your world. We will have this delivered directly to you, totally for free. Go to humanevents.com slash pozo. Sign up today. It's called the Poso Daily Brief. Read what I read for show prep. You will not regret it. Humanevents.com slash pozo. Totally free. The Poso Daily Brief.